This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Do you know what a mulligan is, Victoria? Yeah. Right? I need a, like a do-over. Okay. Right? Uh, if you're a golfer and you, uh, some people uh, accept mulligans, you get maybe one mulligan aside or one, maybe you get a breakfast ball, maybe you can go two off the first tee. Uh, well, I need one. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it would have been a great story had Scott Norwood in 1991 uh, lined up for a 44-yard field goal with 147 remaining to tie the game against the Giants in Super Bowl 25 because Tyler Bass lined up for a 44-yard field goal with 147 left in the game last night to tie the Kansas City Chiefs. But in fact, the, the Scott Norwood lined up for a 47-yard field goal with seven seconds left to tie the Giants. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were off just a wee just bit. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, and my, my mistake was doing a search for Scott Norwood wide right, and the story below it is about Tyler Bass. Of course. My fault. My fault. Yeah. I'm the dumbass. No. So. It's a Monday. So No, no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com is joining us, Pick 6 podcast moderator. Uh, All right, let's get right to it. Is it fair, as great a game as he had, is it fair to lay that loss at the feet of Josh Allen? Uh, I I probably wouldn't. Um, I I think, uh, I mean, you can certainly find some blame with Josh Allen, but I don't think he's the... Number one guy I'm blaming. Tyler Bass isn't the number one guy I'm blaming either. Um, so think, let, let, let me explain at, why. The whole okay. point of that last drive was to drain the clock, right? That's why they allowed the clock to run down to the two-minute warning. Um, they were. Well, I mean, the, the whole point should have been to score a touchdown and leave no time remaining on the clock. Right, but it was, to me, the, the that was the plan, to score a touchdown and leave Patrick Mahomes with zero. Right, because 13 seconds is too much. We've already been down that road. Yes. So with two guys open underneath on second and nine on the first play out of the two-minute warning, knowing that at that particular moment, you could argue that a first down is more important than a touchdown, why didn't Josh accept the gift that he was given instead of throwing the ball into the end zone. Um, I, mean, I think he had Khalil Shakir coming around on, open on the backside of the end zone. Sort of. He got yeah. pressured. Chris Jones got in his face. You know, I, I think what the, if, if I'm, if I'm pen anything on that last drive, I'm sort of looking at the holistic approach that I think the bills take. That's been, Maybe like maybe you can sort of point to it as um, maybe like a larger theme for what the Bills' issue issues are, which is they got that first down with two forty three remaining. Mm-hmm. They had, I mean, they had first and ten at the twenty seven forty three at right. the Chiefs twenty seven, and they scored zero points. Mm-hmm. But they missed. That's the- a problem. 
Right. They they see, they, I, I, they missed that field goal. Think, right. I think what happened with well, yeah, but like you play for you get the ball that's first and ten of the Chiefs twenty seven, you're kicking a forty four or forty six yard field goal, whatever it was. Like that's I, a problem. And I think and I think but that points to coaching. Like I don't put that on Josh Allen. I point that out on Sean McDermott and the way that they decided to approach they're like, all right, let's not like basically they wanted to lay up while also like, you know, it was like all right, let's uh let's lay up short of the water and just give ourselves a nice <laughs> uh a nice eight iron in. It's like, no, you have Josh Allen. Go score a touchdown. Right. You can't, like, even if you make the field goal with a minute Oh, they were losing the game the anyway. They were going to lose the game. Right. Which, which is why I get back to this. That's why I think the first down was more important than the touchdown. That if you pick up the first down right there and you've got a new set of downs. The Chiefs only had two timeouts because they wasted one uh, on a, the, I think it was the previous possession. Right on the bogus, on the bogus pass defensive pass interference call in Buffalo, yeah, which ultimately good. didn't hurt them. Um, but if you pick well, up the first yeah. down, I mean, it, it only cost them time. It cost them three more downs, which I guess is significant, but maybe not. Um, but the if you pick up the first down, if you throw it underneath the digs, of course, Stefan Diggs might have dropped it, but that's another story altogether. Uh, if you throw it underneath the digs. The, and you pick up the first down, now you're at about the 15, and Kansas City's got to call their timeouts, and you have yeah, the opportunity. No, I mean, no, right? totally botch- but, but I mean, like, do, I mean, like, I think there's a chance that Ty- Josh Allen felt like his coaching staff was playing for the field goal, and he wanted to get a touchdown to try to win the game. All right, uh, so, that it's, so it's a bad decision. But don't they speak? Uh, like, is it there a discussion? Point? Like, That's my whole point is I think that right now that there's some – I think that you saw it this offseason. I think you saw it during throughout the season. And, um, you know, there was that controversial stuff um, about during the bye week that came out from Ty Dunn, and, and they sort of kind of it, – it sort of rallied the troops, and they played great down the stretch, and then they made this run, and then you had the same, same spot, losing to Patrick Mahomes late in a great game on Sunday night on CBS. I mean, <laughs> like, well, time is a flat circle for the Buffalo right. Bills, and – I just wonder how long you could how long how long they will keep doing this before they say we have this quarterback in Josh Allen who is like Sean McDermott's done a great job of getting this team, elevating the floor for this team and putting this team in a spot where they're competitive for you know they're highly competitive mm-hmm. year in and year out. But have they hit their ceiling under Sean McDermott? And is there a point in time where you know, I mean, didn't didn't the Bulls have to go out and get Phil Jackson in order to beat the Pistons? Are you calling Sean that? McDermott Doug Collins, or sort of, yeah? Right? Or are you calling Sean McDermott Dan Reeves, who had John Elway early in his career, and they needed Mike Shanahan to eventually maybe I'm, maybe win I'm those calling two uh, Jim Harbaugh Phil Jackson. <laughs> I'm serious. This coaching cycle, if you're the Buffalo Bills, yeah. Now we've seen um Gerard Mayo and Antonio Pierce hired by the Patriots and the and the Raiders respectively. Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh are still out there. There are a lot of good coaching candidates, a guy like Dan Quinn who's been to a Super Bowl. I am not saying you fire Sean McDermott to go get Dan Quinn. But I would like, not do that. I, I mean, I, I think Dan I mean Dan Quinn's had more success in the postseason. I would fire Sean McDermott, I would move on from Sean McDermott to go get Jim Harbaugh and just win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. I think that would happen would within too. three years. I would too. And uh, Bill Belichick would be, uh, 
I think, an interesting choice for Buffalo as Belichick well. Belichick would love to work in the AFC East and destroy <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> multiple times per year. And he would still get a chance to get, beat get, the Jets every year. He would get to be the Jets tw- with Josh Allen. Jets and Patriots with Josh Allen twice a year. I mean, you bring in, um, who was it who was rumored to have, they're talking about, um, <laughs> I've drawn a blank. There was someone that was rumored to be like, like Belichick might hire him as OC. It's like, aha, I'm really going to unleash everything now. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he could, Josh McDaniels is still out there. I mean, he could, sure, he, could yeah. he could always reunite with Josh McDaniels, although whatever. Um, like, again, I think that once the play once the play call comes in and the ball is snapped, all the decisions come from the quarterback, and I thought that was a choice. Well, we just don't know. Allen. We don't know what it, we don't know. I mean, you have to go back and look, and then actually ask the players and ask the coaches, like, what were his read? You know, right? What which which read was first? You know, what, were they trying to get it to the end zone? Um, you know, he got pressured, so that makes it a whole different ball game. But it, it doesn't fit my narrative. Well. If, uh, yeah. if, I, if I have to blame somebody, not name I, I, like, Tyler I think, I think ultimately, Adam, that this was a game similar to the Lions and the Rams game from last weekend in which it was a really, really good football game. Yeah. There were two teams and two quarterbacks who played pretty awesome football. Uh, there were a couple of key moments that were going to swing this game, and it's easy to focus in on those because everything else felt like it was operated pretty pristinely. Um, you, know, you had the fumble from McCall Hardman. The Demar Hamlin fake punt, mm-hmm. um, and then the sort of the clock management there at the end by the Bills. I think that's the stuff that you focus in on in the same way, like Sean McVay's clock management. Um, you know, like one or two, pa- like. But by and large, just an awesome football game. I expect we get a tremendous a CBS press release at some point that talks about how good the ratings were. <laughs> oh my gosh, be fifty million people have watched uh, watched that game. Will Brinson joining us as he does every Monday. All right, let's. Be nice. Uh, I got a new con- I got a contract coming up. There you let's, go. Let's get to line the pockets, <laughs> baby. Uh, let's talk about the other number one seed. Is it fair to say that for at least three quarters, maybe more, Green Bay was better than San Francisco? Sure. Didn't get quite enough out of that. I mean, they got enough. They should have won the game. Uh, but Jordan Love made two mistakes in the fourth quarter. The first gave San Francisco hope, and the second one ended the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I look at this game and, and look at this, similar to the Baltimore game where maybe the just, just a good reminder that you know when you have to when you sit out week eighteen and then have a bye week, yep. it's awesome because you get to rest everybody and you're healthy. But very clearly, like both the Ravens and the 49ers came out a little rusty. Um, San Francisco got Green Bay's best shot. They Jordan Love played awesome. He did until the fourth. Yeah, until the fourth. I mean, you know, threw two picks, but twenty one to thirty four, buck ninety four, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones been running the ball great down mm-hmm. the stretch. Uh, Green Bay could have easily won that game. The Lions would be hosting the NFC Championship game, which, good God. <laughs> Can you imagine Green, Green Bay? Like, I, I joked before, the NFC North could be the best division in football next year. Uh, Yeah. That's... I mean, my takeaway from the 49ers-Packers game is that Green Bay is going to be a youngest. Green Bay's the youngest roster in football by a significant margin. How do you stop They're that receiving having... core? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? 
about 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, make sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Their average age is like 17. I mean, they're all Other first. Well, the aren't they all first or second year receivers? With Jordan yeah, Love? I mean, yeah, yeah. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, uh, the Melton kid from Ole Miss. Yeah, the kid from uh, UVA. I mean, they are. Yeah, they, Musgrave, Christian Watson. And they uh, can Watson, run. Maybe, maybe third. No, Watson's second year because he was a rookie last year with um, Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft, excuse me. They are. They are incredibly talented. Um Look, I it's think hilarious. it's hilarious that they went out and spent all that draft capital on these young receivers who are going to block, like, might block, really blossom next year, like with Rodgers. Uh, you're like, wah, wah, wah. look, it's Aaron Rodgers, bless him with the Jets. Um, it's pretty clear that Green Bay knew what they were doing when they drafted Jordan Love. I don't, it, it, you're taking a chance, but they saw a lot. I mean, honestly, when you watch him, he looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers when he plays. He he does a lot. Yeah, of, looks a lot like Favre Rodgers. Yeah, it's insane. He really does. I, I mean, if you're a Packers fan, you feel good. You don't. You don't. Yeah, I guess. Like you don't. I mean, yeah. Of course, you feel good. But it's also like, dude, you you're not you're not someone who's lived the life of a football fan. <laughs> you just had a quarterback your entire life. Like that's not that's not what rooting for a football team is like. <laughs> You're supposed to be, I mean, at least not, 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 not according to what I've hey, dealt look, with. They it's had Dan, pain, and, pain and suffering. They did uh, have the, to the live with thing. Dan Mikowski. Oh, they had to live with Dan Mikowski for uh, for a couple of years. Magic man. He wasn't terrible. Uh, but, man. And since he State did have Philip Rivers, Mike Lennon, and Russell Wilson. So There, like, there you go. Kirby Brissett, Russell, Ryan Finley. All right, so uh, let's get to these two games. I'm, I'm, to me, Baltimore... Once the halftime rolled around, Baltimore just squashed Houston. They were dominant in the yeah. second half. Um, 44 and, passing yards for C.J. Stroud in the second half. Yeah, I mean, look, um, it was good. That's pretty hard to do when you're down 24 points, man. Yeah. Like That's how good, that's how good <laughs> yeah. Baltimore was, yeah. though. And, they, and we yep. have to give them credit for that. Um, Baltimore now will host Kansas City. Somehow I think that the pressure just gets higher. On the Ravens, like it's not a relax. We fought, we won a playoff game. Everybody I think the, wants to do that. I don't. I don't just, understand. That's the Lamar's way I feel. Awesome. He, no, I, he was awesome. He was tremendous. He talked about it before the game. He's like, "Look, I understand this. Everyone's talking about it. I'm one three in the playoffs. Everybody keeps bringing it up and keeps mentioning it. I get it." He goes sixteen to twenty two, a buck fifty two, two touchdowns, no picks, rushes for a hundred yards and eleven amazing. carries for two two more touchdowns. Um, I don't think that. It's not, it's not fair to ascribe additional pressure to Lamar. Like, all right, Lamar's got now. Is it, that's moving the goalpost. If we're saying now, Lamar, all right, now Lamar's got to beat the Chiefs, or else, or else he's a playoff loser. Like he, like he has won. He's performed the way he had to perform in a playoff game. Of course, it's it's the AFC Championship game. It's a huge game. Mm-hmm. You're good. I, I to me, I don't view it as he's got to win, or else we question this. Um, I I do view it though as. Man, I mean, Mahomes is going in there. That's never great when you got to host <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Right. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, I, I've been saying for weeks. I, I know I've been saying for weeks. 
What if the Chiefs flip the switch on offense and they're just good in the playoffs? And, well, lo and I'm behold, still not here they buying are. It. I'm still not buying I think Baltimore okay. will win the game because I think Baltimore's defense will not allow uh, a two-receiver team to beat them. Uh, Baltimore sat all their players in Week 18 and still finished in the top five all-time in historical DVOA for the season. <laughs> like, this is potentially a – like, if the, if the Ravens could win the Super Bowl and – the one seed, so I mean, like, it wouldn't be that shocking. But I mean, like, it, it really shouldn't be surprising that the Ravens are really good. I'm a little surprised that the, Ra- the Ravens are favored by three here. I haven't seen if it's moved um, up. It was minus three, minus 122 when I went to bed. So, yeah, still minus three. Um, I-, I think that what's interesting about that is I would expect that everybody's betting the Chiefs there. I don't know. I, I like the Ravens. I just think you pick a winner. Don't worry about covering a spread. Pick a winner. I like the Ravens to win that game. Uh, how do you look at San Francisco and Detroit? Detroit's catching six and a half. Was seven last night. Juiced up six and a half for San Francisco. Feels like a bit much. Um, here's the thing about Detroit. They're going to be a heavy dog. They're a heavy underdog this week. Seven points almost. It's a full touchdown. They're going to be a heavy underdog in the Super Bowl if they beat the 40, even if they beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they will be a big dog to the Chiefs or the Ravens. But there is one factor for the Lions that goes in their favor in terms of changing, in terms of like being, making them live to be a, a to upset somebody. Okay. And that's Dan Campbell. It's Dan Campbell. Because Dan Campbell on fourth and three from his own 20. We'll go for it. <laughs> and Dan Campbell will go for it from, you know, like he, he's going to kick field. Like he kicked a field goal early yesterday. He was like fourth and fourth and nine, maybe okay. like the five or something like that. I mean, like he's going to kick the field goal in the spots. But, but like if you get a game or two games in this small sample size with these high variance, uh, aggressive moves by Dan Campbell, AKA PC principle, where he's <laughs> rolling the dice and going for it on fourth down and picking those up. And converting those at a high rate, just because like they have great, great play calls in, or um, you know, the defense isn't ready for them, or they just get you know, get little, like the variant swings wildly their way, they can beat anybody. So, um, you know, the secondary is a big problem for for the Lions. I think that game probably a shootout, total fifty one. Uh, but um, I don't think I don't think the Lions will go quietly here. I like Detroit to 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 play potentially play the role of spoiler. To win the game, would you take them outright on the money line, Will Brinson? I'm I'm thinking about it. Okay, there you go. Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast moderator, my friend. Uh, we just sorted the Saturday and Sunday pile together. Mm. Uh, there you okay. go. Blast from the past. Uh, I'll talk to you on uh, Monday, my friend. All right, buddy. See you, man. You got it. Will Brinson here on the Adam Gold Show.